Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. It is Wednesday, August 9th, and you guys know what happens on Wednesday. We break, break down AEW Dynamite, and tonight is no different. We're going to go ahead and discuss all things AEW. We are 18 days away from All In, so not only did we get a pretty banger of a show where it's going to give us so much to kind of get into, but also because we are 18 days away from all in we got some new match announcements uh there is just so much that is happening but i'm here i'm joined by the man whose voice you just heard in our brand new intro righteous reg reg welcome back shout out to the new intro thanks everybody i think i'm here maybe i hope you can hear me i'm not muted we can, anymore we can hear you now the song just was re it was on repeat it wouldn't stop and i was like man i really like this song but this is crazy you guys like like let's get to the show yeah, it really was like, I'm so excited about the new song. I'm so excited about everything that went down on Dynamite. Our super chats are rolling in. So we're going to go ahead and get right into it, everybody, because there's quite a bit to talk about. We got our first super chat here from Laron Ford, who says the verdict is in. Tony Khan is guilty of not caring about women's wrestling. Doing another multi-women match for the AEW women's title is just lazy. OK, I was not expecting us to get started there. Uh, Laron Ford, I appreciate the super chat. However, I kind of feel like the four-way was something that Reg and I and a couple of other people a couple weeks ago kind of brought up that this is how it felt that they were going in this direction, that they were headed in this direction. Uh, Reg, how do you feel about what Laron here had to say? I have thoughts, um, a lot of thoughts on the structure of this, who's in this match, uh, why they're in this, specifically why Tony Storm is getting a bye and she does not getting a bye when she's the champion. Shouldn't the champion be getting a bye into the match? What special cause does she to, or does Tony Storm have over the champion getting a bye in this? Don't really understand it. Where's Willow? Why isn't Athena part of this? There's a lot of things I have that that a lot of reasons. A lot of questions about this. So I understand what Laurent's talking about. Okay, so you actually kind of agree with what's going on here. Would you have preferred to have seen them build up Sheeta against one specific person instead of going instead of the route of let's just do this for this four way and then Tony Storm immediately gets this by? Yeah, it doesn't really make sense, especially with what's going on with Sheeta here. It seems like these next couple we're going to be building her up two main events in a row. This seems like it's really her show. So why in the world would she not get a buy? Like, it's great that we're going to see her in these matches and we have been seeing her, but it just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Um, it's hard, though, because you want to get all these women on the card, right, Denise? So if, if it has to be a multi-women match, that's better. Get all these women on the card, but you want it to get there a different way. Yeah, I see what you mean. And I think the buy situation would have made more sense for Hikaru Shida since she's the champion. Uh, I get why they're kind of doing it with Tony Stormer. It's like, okay, she was the former champion, so let's give her another go. But I do think it would have been a lot better had she just been, you know, part of one of these uh, qualifying matches uh, for the Fatal 4-Way. I kind of feel like it does feel very predictable. We'll, we'll run through who's in it, what matches we're going to see in just a second, but it does kind of feel 
a little bit too predictable. And I think a lot of people are kind of mirroring that sentiment from what I've seen on social media and on Twitter. But we got another super chat here from Grapple Geekery who says, one, I really appreciated that opening segment. Two, Roddy the Kingdom and Cole are setting up MJF. Three, how many people checked Twitter to see Denise's response to MJF's promo? Y'all thought I was going to give that away for free on Twitter? No, you guys are going to have to wait for this podcast. You know what's funny, Denise? Before we got on this podcast, you were like, I don't know how I want to talk about the show. How are we going to get into it? I'm like, aren't we going to get like immediately into MJF right here clowning on the big crybaby wussy boy with this neck brace, Roderick Strong coming out here stumbling and and <laughs> just being wild outside, being called out, particularly for Denise, I think. This was like particularly for you right here. Being called out, Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift lyrics. I'm like, that's how we're going to start the show. That's going to be the graphic. Somehow MJS can have a message here like, What's up, Denise? The people are here for that. Stop trying to beat around the bush. We're trying to see it and we're trying to hear it. Okay, fine. I won't beat around the bush. Okay, I'll get right to it. So I watch Dynamite sometimes a little bit on a delay because Mm -hmm. as you guys know, if you follow me on social media, I'm constantly writing little quotes down, doing my little memes. Guys, it backs me up. So there's times where I'm a little bit backed up on the show. And so I'm, you know, watching the show and I'm, you know, serious face watching stuff, doing all my little notes and shit. And all of a sudden it was like there was an explosion on my Twitter feed and all of my notifications just went boom, 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 boom. And they were all Denise Salcedo, Denise Salcedo, Taylor Mm -hmm. Swift. And I was, I didn't even read them all. I was just like skimming. I'm like, oh my God, what happened? At this point, I didn't know if it was just, you know, general world news, if this was something on AEW. And then finally, I'm like, okay, let me actually read this. And so I read them and I'm like, okay, now you guys basically prepared me. Yeah. Hey, there's going to be a Taylor Swift mention here by MJF. So for me, it was didn't necessarily come as a surprise because it was spoiled for me on Twitter. You guys, I was one of those people too. I'm sorry. Everybody. And so I'm watching it. I'm waiting for it. And I knew when it was going to happen. The second he started saying, and I'm going to pull up the quote um, right here because I have it here. But I knew the second he said, I want you to get in your car i want you to go home i want you to run up the stairs i want you to slam the door to your room i want you to jump into your bed i want you to cry into your hello kitty pillow i want you to put your headphones on i want you to listen to some taylor swift and i want you to shake it off you bland bitch Mm. and i knew it the second he said run up to your room slam the door and you want to know how reg you want to know how because i've done just that (laughs) i have had a terrible day i have jammed the fuck out of my car i have run into my room i have slammed the door thrown myself on the bed popped in my taylor swift and cried my eyes out okay with that being said with that being said you guys know how i feel about the roger roger strong portion of the storyline you guys know how i feel about it and it is the most annoying thing that they're doing and i cannot believe that my queen my goddess my (laughs) idol my i'm freaking in a taylor swift cult was mentioned brought up in this (laughs) segment of all segments in the world with that being said (laughs) 
I also feel like it was about time someone mentioned Taylor Swift because she is literally the most talked about thing. Hell, today, 31 million people just in Canada alone tried to get tickets. Oh, shit. How many, Denise? I'm really fired up right now. Yeah, no, you like, I'm ready to go. I'm also ready to fight MJF for associating oh, bland what? bitches with Taylor Swift. Let's go. All in match. No, you know what? Tony Khan, you got your all out match right there. Oh, my God. We know what buttons to press when you want to get under Denise's skin, positive or negative. Them Swifties, bro. You just have to walk a fine line with them. Because any any way you yeah like any way you lean it could be over for you. She said thirty one million people just, just in Canada. Canada Look at me, I'm to twitching. Tickets to this person's show. She has, as Denise said, a cult. There's a cult following, not just like a fun like people say that. No, this is like a legit cult that will stalk you, get you fired from your job, uh, buy up all the Taylor <laughs> Swift merch. This is not a game here, MJF, so you better be careful. But it did hit, as you see, a big Swifty. We see she, Denise prepped us for this earlier by showing us her little news uh, bit that she had from a few years ago, her writing in her Taylor Swift diary, her looking up into the distance like Taylor did. It's her, it's Denise right here, it's Taylor right here. They're both looking up into the distance, just conjuring life, wondering what's next here. And then here comes MJF with the Taylor Swift reference. I don't know how much Taylor Swift is paying you or MJF. Not like she needs any more money or not like she needs any more references. She doesn't need this rub, Denise. Why are you guys giving her this rub? She needs to be giving us the rub. <laughs> I can't even with this, honestly. Um, what can I say? I am guilty. I've been in a Taylor Swift coat since Colts since I was about 14 years old. And uh, I went to three Eras tour. This was my official 11th concert for Taylor. Ooh. So when you bring up the fact of just being a hardcore fan, definitely one of them. But uh, yeah, so now MJF and I got beef. And I can't believe that Roderick Strong, <laughs> I can't believe that Roderick Strong is at the core of all of this. I love it. That's what makes it even better. This that must it have was been a rib. You think Strong. this was a rib? You think yeah. I got ribbed? One thousand percent. You don't. They, you don't just get something like this without something being attached to it. It's like, oh, here's Denise. She gets her Taylor Swift reference. Oh, but it's on Roderick Strong. Uh, this might be 50-50 for her. I think here. Man, I got ribbed today, guys. Can't believe it. Thank we got some. Rib. We got some more super chats in here. This one is from Blair Eliasson. Thank you so much to Blair, who says that Jericho Appreciation Society breakup played out like the Pac-12 implosion this past week. Oh, mm -hmm. man. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. All right, Blair, thank you so much for this very generous super chat, by the way. And Thanks, you know Blair. what? Since we're at it, let's go ahead and actually bring this up right now. Let's talk about this Jericho Appreciation Society uh, mandatory meeting. One of the <laughs> things I said last week during all of this was that this could have been an email. That the Jericho <laughs> stuff, the meeting yeah. did not have to happen. This could no. have been an email. Yes. You know what? You know what this could have been? This could have been a group chat. And they, yeah. Jericho would have known that it was over if they would just leave the group chat. This was very That's long. It. Every person, Reg, gave their reasonings as to mm -hmm. why they were done with Jericho. Mm -hmm. And Sammy was the only one that basically said, well, if you change, I'll be here for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you make of this? Um... Yeah, I, I, that's where I'm leaning with this, Denise. It was totally like, if this was just a group chat, an email, what, what, what is all of this? Like, let's all 
uh, stomp on Jericho. He deserves to be stomped on. He deserves everything that they're saying to him. But it just felt like this felt like a little too late. Maybe if this would have hit like six months ago, a year ago, this segment would have probably went off really hard. I liked the thing I liked about it, that it was straight to the point. Like everybody was just like, I'm out of here. Bam, bam, bam. It just like immediately back to back. But it was just like, uh, nobody really cares. You're not really hitting us anymore because a lot of people have already given up on the Jericho Appreciation Society. I feel like at this point, it's like, you know, when you're getting the leftovers and you're very well aware that you're getting the leftovers, this is what this mm -hmm. feels like. This feels yes. like it's the next day. I'm not at the mm -hmm. restaurant anymore. These are my leftovers that I took home from that sandwich I kind of liked. Yeah. And now I'm kind of forced to eat it because there's people out there starving. So I'm going to eat the plate. Um, this is literally what the Jericho Appreciation Society <laughs> meeting felt like today. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was too long. And I, again, I'm so tired of Jake Hager's freaking hat. Yeah, the hat thing was very corny. And the Sammy Guevara being like, actually, you know, if you get right, I'll come back was like, Sammy, dude. You're like, you're acting like that person, Sammy. Like, give it up, dude. Your wife said, I'm out of here. When I'm have a baby, I'm going to come back and get it without him. And then you're like, oh, actually, though, wife and baby, nah, I would come right back if he started acting right. Like, you know how crazy that sounds? I didn't even think about it that way. Because when I was thinking about it, I was like, damn, Sammy, grow a backbone in this. Mm -hmm. But then you bring His up wife the wife has tie. her backbone. She's already gone. She, the backbone is already out of here. She's already like, she should have said, Sammy, let's go. I don't even know why she let the dude stay. Oh my God, man, it makes it worse. But I think the reason why they did this, this to me was like them pressing pause on this and yeah. leaving it open-ended so that if they want to return, they can return. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, I don't think they've done the full, we haven't got the full resolution to him and Sammy. I think that's why they left it open-ended. So Jericho can get into whatever he's going to get into at All In finish up this stuff with Don Callis or get into the stuff with Don Callis and the Jericho Appreciation Society stuff won't be looming over it like it kind of has been. So this is kind of like they left it open-ended at the end, made Sammy kind of look like a dork, but, you know, he's used to it. I know this is, yeah, this was definitely something. But also next week, we are going to be getting an announcement from Chris Jericho as to whether or not he's going to be joining Don Callis' family. And Don was like, Don't worry, I'll take care of everything. I got everything. I'll yeah, take care of everything. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. that's basically what's going to be going down with that. But uh, yeah, guys, Leron Ford sends in another super chat, says, this also means we're probably only getting one women's match at All In unless they do a multi-women match for the TBS title, likely on the pre-show. Um, are you expecting any additional matches aside from that Fatal 4-Way on the All In card? Yeah, I'm expecting at least one more match, specifically probably the TBS championship or some other kind of get women on this show, even maybe like a battle royal or some type of thing to get a lot of other women exposure in front of this huge crowd. They're going to try to maximize, I think, every position that they can. So I'd expect at minimum, like Laurent said, somewhere on the pre-show, another match being in here. The TBS champion Statlander is most likely to be on this show. Okay, Starf Stevens sends in a super chat saying, why is Sheeta the champion having to compete in the title match to qualify for a title match for her title? The women deserve better than this, Tony Khan. And this is from Steven. Uh, this was something that we pretty much addressed. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't actually expect, um, you know, for, for you know a couple of our super chats from Laurent and from Steven, for, for this kind of, uh, I guess you can say sort of, I don't want to say backlash. Backlash is too mm -hmm. hard, right? But I think I was kind of expecting 
expecting for people to be like, okay, cool. We're getting a four way. I I guess I didn't necessarily expect this reaction. Yeah. I think people, when you, like you said, the the results are kind of expected when people are just kind of like, Oh, we kind of know what's going to happen. Uh, four way or multi people matches in general, people always kind of have that vibe of like, okay, they're just get, being put on the show, so it feels less than. But we should be celebrating this women being on the card. It's going to be a bunch of great women. She is going to get a big moment. Eighty thousand people are going to see these four women compete. So that's what we really should be celebrating here in the end. And two back-to-back main events already with Hikaru Shida, uh, you know, now in his her first title defense here tonight. Uh-huh. So to me, I'm thinking like, okay, you know what? Let's take our wins where we can get that. Yes. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's like scientific reasoning as to why we're seeing the consistent main events. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take our, our wins where we can get them. And to me, it was exciting to see Sheeta back to back in the main event because it's like, okay, last week she won the title. That was huge. It got such great reaction from people here who wanted to talk about it. And Mm. then this week, her defense just felt extra special uh, because it was in that main event spot. Yeah, I exactly. And I think Sheeta kind of getting these little victories and being in this spot is a really important aspect to this because like they keep bringing up and like everyone's bringing up the pandemic happened. She didn't really get to do exactly what she did. She's already been excellent at being put in this position. And so for her to be the one that it's unfortunate how it happened to maybe her, she should have got the buy, but whoever, who cares? We got here, how we got here. She is going to be the one going in here, having this big spot, having this big moment. And like, I'll take, I'm sure she will say, I'll take this 80,000 people moment over being able to not have any moments with the uh, pandemic. So this is a good exchange, I think, for that, a good reward. Yeah, I wouldn't complain. That's for sure. Luke Thornton sends in a super chat saying good, not great dynamite. Women's main event deserves more than 10 minutes with commercial. I do agree with this, by the way. And since we're on the women's stuff, we'll touch on this a lot more. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I feel like what we got with the main event was fine. It was decent, but was it explosive? Did it peak at some point? Not necessarily, right? I think I was expecting a little bit more. Didn't compare to last week's title match with her and Tony Storm. But nonetheless, I did think this was a good match. It just didn't feel like a main event caliber only because it did feel very short. And I think with the ending and the incorporation of what's his face? Uh, Freaking Parker, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Angelo. We barely get yeah, to see yeah. their names. So I, mm-hmm. I see them. I still call them the 2.0 guys. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much what I refer to them as. But, um, you know, with his involvement, so I think it kind of felt like in the finish, I think, kind of stole a little bit away from Hikaru Shida instead of her, you know, nailing her move. And then all of a sudden it's like, bang, one, two, three on my own without any of all this other nonsense going on on the outside. Yeah, this is one thing we don't want to get kind of entangled in this women's wrestling women's getting more time uh talk is we don't want to just have main events just to have main events and we don't want to just have matches to just have matches and anna jay she's great she's been improving she's a really great wrestler but i don't know if she's really the one that you want to be putting in the main event of dynamite when we're getting the hardy boys and we're getting rob van dam and we're getting moxley and uh you know, Cesaro against the Lucha Brothers. So we're getting all these crazy main events and women should be in the main event. And I think there are a lot of women back there that if paired with Sheeta would do it. So um, there's factors, baby steps. You guys, we were just getting six minutes in the death 
630 spot very recently. So, again, let's celebrate these little wins. Roberto Arsenal sends in a super chat saying MJF Adam Cole is my bloodline story. Reg, I feel you're on board on this. Are you on board with this? Uh, not mine particularly, Denise, but I do understand what Roberto's saying. Everybody just wants to have a little thing to connect with and that they can call cinema. <laughs> Some cinema. I like you're like, cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Salazar sends in a super chat saying, MJF and I think the same. We know Roddy has Taylor Swift tendencies. Oh, hells no, bro. Do not do that to Taylor Swift. She is a brilliant songwriter, okay? Uh, you know what? Roderick Strong wishes his feelings were as intact as Taylor Swift. <laughs> you see my edit, by the way, my little edit that I made with Roderick Strong and Taylor. If you guys haven't seen I it, did. hop on over to Twitter. It's a good one. What makes, proud of it. What makes uh, Taylor Swift's uh, emotions and, and her way of dealing with things better than Roderick Strong's Denise. Because Roderick Strong's just coming out there and crying and being like, why don't you love me anymore, Adam Cole? What's the difference? That's what Taylor Swift Oh my Swift God, there is a huge too. difference. You know what, Reg? Let me ask you a question. Have you listened to All Too Well, the 10-minute version? No. I'm going to change your life. Tonight, I haven't listened to the one-minute version. I haven't listened to the three-minute <laughs> no, version either. No. Tonight before I go to bed, I'm going to send you the link. Please All right. Don't. I'm going to send you the link. And I Rod want next week, Reg, this is your homework. Next week, I want a review of the all too well 10-minute version. Not the not the five-minute version, the 10-minute version. And then I want you to come back to me with your thoughts. All right, guys. Ten and I think minutes. Yes, this sounds like minutes. if you made me watch Von Wagner and Baron Corbin wrestle. No, no, I'm like, no, Are you sure? no. Trust me. I think afterwards you're going to sit back and you're going to go, wow. You're going to start looking at life differently, Reg. It's going to happen for you. Don't worry. You will be indoctrinated <laughs> into this cult. You know, when people go to your door and they're like, hey, do you want to join this cult? Here's the brochure. That's what I'm doing to you. I'm going to give you a brochure. Uh, we, we got a super chat from Grapple Geekery who says, love the new intro. Thank you so much. Deontay Swainier says, Max, keep Tay-Tay's name out of your mouth for real. The amazing episode. Reg, my boy, Denise, I love you. Swerve is my faith part of every show as well as the women. Deontay Swainier, thank you so much for all of your consistent support. And I love everything that you said here. Uh, yes, boy says, Denise, have you ever gone through a hair phase where you either cut it a lot or dye it? I feel like a lot of females go through that stage in life. Yes, it's called bangs. Don't do it. Uh, do not do it. <laughs> Johnny says, can't wait for AEW to do a Riverfront brawl match. Oh, you know where they can do that? In uh, San Antonio, they have like a Riverfront. They could probably do that in San Antonio. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think it could definitely happen very soon. They have a lot of great elements. Nyla Rose could be a part of it. They're always swinging folding chairs. John Moxley has to be a part of it. Fortunately, he'd be on the other side. I mean, if we're going to do true to exactly what happened here, what's going to be a part of this? Because there could be a lot of elements, and this could be very, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Taylor Cannon, who's been a member of the DWO for six months, says, what's up, Denise and Reg? Glad to catch this life. Jake Salazar says, Roddy and Matt even recreated that Kevin Hart meme from uh, being held. Which one? 
Wait, which meme with Kevin Hart being Whatever held? meme it is, it was one of the most embarrassing. I don't know what this character is they're doing with Roderick Strong, Denise, but that was what. It's him, the shit! Him it's slowly walking into the kingdom's arms was like, what, what happened to my guy Roderick Strong? He used to break backs. No pun intended. Break backers, you guys. They did him dirty. Aaron Garcia says if MJF has resigned, I think Adam Cole should turn and join the kingdom and have faith. MJF work his behind off to get the title again. Any thoughts on this? Um, so here, like, I don't even know how I'm feeling about the kingdom's involvement right. in all this. It kind of mm -hmm. feels like a little bit unnecessary. Like it's yeah. something I could have really done without personally. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that whole thing is connecting any dots that we were kind of needing in the story that's being told with Adam Cole and MJF. So, I mean, I like the kingdom and I like the story that's being told, but I don't know if that's like the part that's connecting the story because everybody's just really entangled on what Roderick Strong and I mean what MJF and Adam Cole are getting into and what we're going to get into later in the show and I don't know if that part is like oh yeah that makes it even more it's just kind of like that's an extra added element probably like to further along the story later in the story we got Mr. Acosta who says buenas noches folks I thought tonight's show was kind of mid also I'm convinced TK doesn't know what to do with Keith Lee because it should be him versus Swerve now, I know that uh, we had uh, a lot of weeks, a lot of weeks of Swerve and Keith Lee that never actually led to the official one-on-one -on -one match. Like, we never got it, right? Unless I mm -hmm. forgot it. Uh, yeah. We never got it. And I think at this point, I'm just going to be real. I feel like Swerve has gone off and done all of these wonderful things. And he just, he was on the fast lane, bro. And Keith Lee was in that slow lane, made an exit somewhere. And it just doesn't seem like they're back on track on the same road anymore. Yeah, they're playing. They're they're in different. Like Swerve is Gran Turismo and Keith Lee is Hot Wheels. Like these are two different cars on two different roads. And I think that people are gonna have to just accept that this is what it is. I know people want this really big payoff because they had a long feud. Everything it seems like it, they should pay it off. But let's just maybe move on because the story that Swerve and Darby and Ar Fox and Nick Wayne and Sting and all these people are telling is great. Why are we talking about Keith Lee? Even I like Keith Lee. Let's maybe move him on to another feud. You know what this reminds me of? Do you remember how long it took for them to pay off of Ricky Starks and Brian Cage? Yes, yes. That's Ricky exactly Starks has had a couple of those of those moments like that, and it's like. If we move past it, it's okay. We don't have to like, maybe we can like relive it when one of these people is champion and then be like, oh yeah, remember we've been beefing for a long time. Let's talk about this. But like, just kind of rehashing it just because to, to like, it's like, I don't think it's really needed. Grapple Geekery says, I think the four ways a call back to the first all in though, since it had uh -huh. a women's four way, which Brit, with which Brit was in that said, no Willow or Athena. Boo. Unless they find something else for Willow and Athena to do on the show. Mm -hmm. Maybe you know there's what? something set there for them. Going back really quick to the last super chat, Denise. Uh, I've seen a lot of people kind of saying they didn't enjoy the show. I kind of like this show actually tonight. There oh, was a lot one? of, yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, no, the one uh, right after that, he said that the show was mid. And there was a couple of people that said oh, they didn't yeah. really like the show. I thought the show was pretty good tonight. Me there too. was a lot of elements in the show that I liked a lot. And uh, uh, I thought the main event could have been a little bit stronger, but I did like the work that the women did there. I thought there was a lot of elements in this show that were like dope. 
actually. So I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I think I was, we've seen a couple already with people saying that didn't like the show too much. And I, I actually felt like they, they're giving us a lot to talk about. Like we have so many things to break down on today's show. Um, mm -hmm. uh, did I finish reading Grapple Geekery's comment? Yes, I did. So yeah. um, in terms of Willow or Athena, I'm guess maybe I'm like, being hopeful or maybe it's wishful thinking that I'm kind of hoping maybe there's another cool spot reserved for them uh, someplace on the show. Right. It's yeah, just so I hard. Right. you got this big show and you want everybody to be part of it. And uh, but I would like to obviously see more than one women's match. Yeah, I'm not going to give up hope yet, Denise. We don't know how long this show is going to be. We don't know how many matches are going to be involved. We know Tony Khan. He likes to stuff it up. We could get 14 matches on the show. This is being billed as the biggest pro wrestling show ever. So I'm not going to, you know, say that it's over yet. There's still some spots to be filled. I'm hopeful that they will get these people that have worked really hard throughout the year, throughout AEW's history, a spot on this card. So we'll see. Now, Jake Salazar wants to start World War III with his super chat. Jake says, Reg, this question is for you. Who wins in a riverboat brawl, Swifties or the Beehive? <sighs> Reg, I'm watching your Listen. answer. Okay. I think that Beyonce, okay. I. <laughs> I think Beyonce's demographic is older. So Taylor Swifties are like, they'll be like zombies. Like there'll be just so many of them. You won't be able to fight them off. Like the beehive will be like, oh my God, we're being, we're being just encompassed and destroyed by all these Swifties. Well, Beyonce's is like, there's like some aunties. They're all fine. Don't, don't get it wrong. There's like aunties. There's some grandmas in there. There's a, there's some uncles with like cool hats and stuff out there. It's a different demographic. So if they're going toe to toe, I think just for age and kind of uh, just sheer force, I think that the Swifties will pull it out. But I mean, Beyonce fans ain't no joke. They are, it will be a fight. I just think just the sheer amount of those crazy Swifties. Throw a Taylor Swift t-shirt right in the middle of there too. Somebody will die. You know what? I like the way that you painted this whole thing because I visualized it. I visualized like me as a zombie fighting some grandma. You guys, this is Denise's show. I have to shoot her bell. I can't come in here and be like, Beyonce's <laughs> tribe would destroy Taylor Swift so easily. It wouldn't be anything. I can't say that with Denise right here, man. You guys like, I like being like, on this show. Everyone's going to be like, company man. Yeah, <laughs> What do you want me to say? It's like when, it's like when a talent does... When Natalia is asked, what are your thoughts on Vince McMahon? And they're like, oh, Vince is great. Oh. Or like when everybody started tweeting about Lufisto. All right, let's move on, Denise. Let's hurry. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, infamous Raider Loco says, just popping in to say you guys are great. Also, I won't lie. As soon as I heard the great Taylor Swift, I thought of Denise. Denise looked like Thea Hale, all pumped up, dead. Love the podcast and <laughs> channel. Hey, man, Thea Hale's my soul sister, all right? Uh, thank you so much, Sam, for Miss Raider Coloco for this very generous super chat, by the mm -hmm. way. Uh, Grapple Geekery says, Denise versus MJF at the presser, a.k.a. Brawl in. Have hey, you interviewed man. MJF before, Denise? No, I have I never like interviewed MJF. Is, if you guys get an interview, he's going to give you some, some shit oh, for sure. I feel yeah, like, yeah, oh, for sure, for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, he's already, well, you know, he's very fun in those all in, yeah. in, those all in, in the pressers and stuff. Definitely. Um, I mean, we saw him make a man eat a pickle. <laughs> <I> mean... <laughs> 
Yeah, I was there. <laughs> yes, boy says that Denise only twitches when she tries to wink. Yeah, I On Tuesday, I tried to do a wink and people thought it was a twitch. Mm -hmm. I, I could believe it. Yeah, that's terrible. Mm -hmm. Era Holmes, who's a DWL member, says Denise got a chair. Get a chair, would you? Oh, to start fighting, I'm assuming. I don't get this one. <laughs> Amir F says, fun fact, Jeff Jarrett claims to be the original Swifty. Uh, did you know about this, by the way? Ryan? Yeah, he did say that. He said that uh, Taylor Swift juiced at his house or something. Like Taylor Swift is doing something she, wild. Uh, yeah. Because you know how uh, Jeff Jarrett's wife passed away and you mm -hmm. know left her daughters, and unfortunately, and uh, Taylor Swift would come over and she would babysit his daughters, mm -hmm. and they would bake cookies and all of that. And one of his daughters actually came out in the My Music video, and she played the little Taylor Swift, the young version of Taylor in that video. And wow. so there's pictures of like Kurt Angle, Karen, and Jeff, and they're all their kids uh, on set for the music video. And when I interviewed Jeff Jarrett, I asked him about that, and he actually told me a story about how not only did he have Taylor freaking Swift in his house, he also had. Uh, um, freaking uh, Joe Jonas in his house. Wow. He got the Jonas Brothers and Taylor Swift. I heard if you listen very quietly to uh, Jeff Jarrett's theme, My World, you can hear a little bit of Taylor Swift. If you listen really closely, she's like, My World, just like in her Taylor Swift way. You got to listen really closely. It's a hidden <laughs> gem. It's a hidden gem. You guys pull it up on YouTube right now. I'm going to listen Secret. to that. Maybe play it backwards at the 336 mark or something. This is just a wild crossover of worlds. What's, what's right? Taylor Swift doing at Jeff Jarrett's house? Has he ever used one of her guitars to hit some? over the head with i have that's so a good question and then uh jeremy borash was downstairs with jeff jarrett and they were literally they were literally putting a show together mm -hmm. while they had two megastars upstairs in their room crazy think about that uh jk fishbowl williams says the mjf grab sado beef is real it is i got beef with them too i got, I got denise's <laughs> back all the way mjf don't want it Jake Salazar says, well, hold on. If Jeff Jarrett is a Swifty, then I am too. <laughs> we should all be. Ever Brand says, I'm telling you, Cole is so turning on MJF at All In. I feel like I've been calling this for like weeks now. Since the beginning, pretty much. Like that was your thing of that. Adam Cole's actually going to be the one. But I don't know. There's a lot of twists and turns in here, Denise. Like we're going to get into it. Like the way that they did the promo tonight and how they have Adam Cole kind of I don't know. There's a, I, they're making it very well getting into who might be the one to turn. I'm excited about what's going to happen. Now, Sheldon Jackson here sends in a very generous super chat. And I appreciate all your support. However, I dislike half of what you said here. He said when he roasted Taylor Swift, that was final, like finally, because I can't stand her at all. She's not a nice human being, in my opinion. Sheldon, my good friend Sheldon, just last week, she was in the news for giving, you know how much, Reg? $55 million away to her crew as bonuses. Truck drivers all got a $100,000 bonus. This is just one act of kindness. In the last over a decade that I've been following her work, she's had a zillions of acts of kindness. So I, Sheldon, and... Moving on, Sheldon also says, <laughs> also still can't believe Eddie Kingston didn't make the G1 Climax playoffs, but evil did uh, really get a really evil. Yeah, yeah, Denise, I think they're trying to get you fired up uh, again by calling out Taylor Swift. But yeah, any I don't care what you call a person or anything in the world. You give up millions and billions of dollars to people on your staff. You are what you are. 
Like, that's amazing. Yeah. Come <laughs> on now. Imagine like a $100,000 bonus. Like that changes lives, man. That's yeah. a whole year's salary right there. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're lucky. Yeah, Shit. Totally. Bl Block ascends in a super chat saying Reg has become my favorite Denise tag team partner. Def the realist post show. You guys need a team name. We got one. It's the California connection. Come on. Come on. It's already out there. That's what we are. California connection. There's some AEW talk in the news about uh, full gear. California connection probably going to be in full effect out there. I'm very sure I'm about it. going to be there. Uh, Kia forums sure 20 minutes it. from my house. Come 20 on. minutes from my house. Come on, you guys might, might have to get a live show or something that day. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just oh, saying words. I didn't even think about that. You're right. Out loud, Denise. I don't know. I don't know. Hell yeah. Let's freaking do it. You know what? Let's do it. We're going to find a way to do a live show that day. Uh, we should recap AEW Dynamite uh, live. Yeah, there you go. Problem solved, guys. We're going to do this. And then, oh. um, yeah, hell yeah. All right. Jake Salazar says returning Jade to reclaim her title. Let's oh, have it go. Jade, Jade, yeah, where is Jade? Where is she going to fit into this whole thing when she comes back, Denise? I don't know where she's going to come in. Uh, unless they do maybe like, uh, I don't know, maybe Chris does like an open challenge or something at all in. That could True. be a thing. Or yeah. hell, maybe she could have like a match and then afterwards we could see Jade coming in somehow. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. But you know what though? Jade Jade deserves her time off. And the Something. moment that she yeah, comes yeah. back, she was working pretty hard. 60 wins in a row, like have fun out there, girl. Yeah, take your time. Pretty girls walk like this. Mm -hmm. uh, Christopher Marino says, Emmy Sakura should be at Wembley. She literally comes to the ring as Freddie Mercury of Queen, who are known for having the greatest live performance ever at Wembley. Points oh, are being wow. made. Yeah. All right. Christopher Marino, thank you so much for that information. Uh, and I appreciate the super chat a whole lot. Uh, really do. Uh, Jake Salazar says, Denise would be saying this if Roddy was a blonde woman. Nah, <laughs> just kidding. It's okay, Denise. You know, deep down, Roddy and Taylor are the same. Publicly crying. What? I don't get this one. Jake. Right. I've seen Taylor Swift crying on stage, and tonight I 1,000% saw Roderick Strong crying on a stage. So points are being made. David Capelin says, hey, guys, have you ever seen a star like Britt Baker fall so far and so fast and become totally, totally irrelevant? Any future for her going forward? Uh, I feel like this is way too harsh. I do not think she's irrelevant. I do no. not think that she's fallen from, you know, the heavens or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel like sometimes, you know, I get it. We've talked about this a whole lot with, about mm -hmm. Britt. We've talked about how she's not where she used to be in terms of the roster spot. But I do think that they're, you know, slowly trying to get her back up there in terms of, you know, being a focus once again on the AEW's women's division. Yeah, there's going to always be, I think, women throughout the division, wrestlers actually in general, that are just always going to be like in that prime position to kind of get back to it. Like I always say, if they built up Britt for three weeks, she'd be right back into the position they needed to be. Just a little time and dedication. She's earned that with these fans. People still cheer her very loud when she's here. They still react to her segments. I don't think that she's down bad at all. Sheldon Jackson says, Reg, stay strong and don't fall for the Swifty trap. Just remember, she disrespected the culture by doing a cover of Earth, Wind, and Fire September. Hey, she was trying to do something good there, okay? She was trying is the uh, key word trying. there. Don't I try it again. Swifter. I understand. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not beefing with them, though. Like, you know what these people can do? Y'all are playing with these people. <laughs> you know they what? are a different class of entertainment who's, fans. Okay? Who's giving you what fandom have you gotten the most heat for uh, in pro wrestling? Like, whose fandom has came, come at you the hardest? 
Uh, Bray Wyatt fans. What? I, like, why did I even think about it? For yeah, one? Bray Wyatt, it's not right? even a question. Bray Wyatt fans got in my stuff very hard. All right, but you survived, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Came you out on the not, other side like a phoenix, maybe. You would not survive the Swifties. No, 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 no. no. I survived. I came out. I was beat up and everything. <laughs> the Swifties will leave you buried alive, six feet deep. Never to be seen again. You don't want this beef. You don't want it. It's not I'm worth part it. of that. I go in sometimes and I'm like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, no. Yeah. They will find you at your job, at your home, where your kids go to school, and they will get you. All of a I sudden. Thought, I'm like, I thought this was like a nice little white blonde haired lady that like sings songs about being upset. Why does she have this cult following that will rip your limbs off? They should make a horror way. movie about you guys, Denise, the Swifties. And then it's just like Taylor Swift fans just going to find people that look, this is the plot right here. Somebody could take it. They go and find all the people that talk shit online in the comments, go to their house and they just murder them. I'm telling you. And then at the end, they face off with the Navy and the Bayhive and they just everybody's just going for it. Oh, my God. Uh, my T90K says, what up, shorty? Don't. This is a callback to the previous last week's events. Uh, Mike T90 says, a shout out to the Incubus t-shirt. Uh, thoughts on MJF throwing balls at little kids in the trampoline park. So let's talk about this. So uh, there was a really hilarious segment where Adam Cole, Adam Cole and MJF are hanging out once again. We've seen them play video games. We've seen them eat spicy food. We've seen them uh, do all sorts of things. And this time they go to a trampoline park. And in this trampoline park, uh, MJF gets a little carried away and he starts throwing balls at kids. And he's they're getting the shot and they're getting hit in the head. And as he's doing it, he's like, hey, you, I slept with your mom. <laughs> and bad news, kid, I'm your dad. And then at one point, there's a little girl who gets a little too carried away. And Adam Cole's like, you need to not do that, sweetheart. And she's like, bam, flips him off, mm -hmm. gives him the bird. And this was really freaking hilarious. Uh, what'd you make of this uh, whole video that we got here? You know, some points were made here in this video package, Denise, because I've been wanting myself to go to the trampoline park, do some flips, you know, relive some dreams that I used to have as a backyard wrestler, hit a moonsault off something. But I've always thought in my brain, because a little girl comes up, she's like, you guys are too grown men without kids what are you doing here you guys are weird and that's like my worst nightmare like as soon as i do one flip some kids gonna be like who's this weirdo there's kids here he's not here with anybody what's going on here so like a little bit of that was like oh man it's a tough one but yo can we have like the adult version where i could go and do flips and not be looked at like some weirdo huh you know what sucks for like for guys, right? If you go and you're you're not you're not accompanying accompanying a child, it's like, ooh, eyes on him. Like, what's yes. he doing there? And right. it's different for women. You know what happens to women when we go to these and we try to have some fun? Somehow, some way, we end up babysitting some randos kid. <laughs> Always happens. You know how many times I've like, she doesn't stuck? have a kid, hand her a baby. <laughs> right? You know how many times I got stuck trying to find one kid's parents? Oh, this kid got hurt. Where's his mom? Hey, here I am. Like, here, here's your kid. It always happens. <laughs> always happens everywhere. Oh, man. They need the adult trampoline park so we don't have to deal with those little shitty diapers, huh? Yes, boy says, have y'all ever com com comfort comfort a friend after a breakup uh, the way that the kingdom came out to hug Roddy? <laughs> oh, God, no. I would never do that. Why I'm not, Denise? What because... do you mean? Oh, this is going to sound really bad. I'm going to sound does. like a jerk. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sound like a jerk, so I'm going to mm -hmm. warn everybody. But I don't do well with emotions. <laughs> 
if someone I want to sound like a jerk. I'm a robot. Don't come around here with that emotion shit. I'm like, wait, hold on a minute. (laughs) If someone starts crying next to me, I'll be like, they're there. And I'm the person that'll make a joke, make everybody uncomfortable. I don't know how to take care of somebody. But when the homies are dealing with their boyfriend problems, they're not hitting you to be like, I can't believe what this fool did. Blah, blah, blah. They would need some comfort and support. You're not the comfort and support. No, they come to me when they need someone to talk shit. (sighs) I'm the, I'll talk shit about your man and bury him 10 feet under, but I'm not the <laughs> let's cuddle and cry kind of gal. I, what? I, this is actually a conversation that I had with Will or something mm-hmm. similar to this is yeah. that I am not really in touch so much with my feminine side, that I'm a little bit more masculine. And gotcha. so this was something that if you know Will, he's very in touch with his feminine side. <laughs> All women friends at this point. There yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the things that we talked about where I think that's where we kind of balance each other out, where it's like, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, you know, it's just very different. I don't know how to explain it. And I think that's part of the reason why most of my friends, my closest friends are all guys. Yeah, it does make sense. That's a very interesting uh, thing here, but I totally understand. But Denise, you got to have, so you don't have any moments where you're just like, I'm going to be a little blah, 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 and cry in the corner like this. No, no emotion. No, like I that. feel like, I feel humiliated. That is a Latino thing too, because sometimes humiliated. like, yeah. if you cry in your family, then they will clown you until yes. the end of time. Yes, yeah, do, you know a, the, do you know the chant? And all the Latinos here knowing this will know this one. Have you ever heard of when you're about someone, to, so basically in like Hispanic culture and like Latino culture, we get made fun of, okay? Mm-hmm. Whatever attribute you have, if you're, yeah. you know, if you're, you're big, if you Hard got enough. a lazy eye, whatever your situation mm-hmm. is, you will get made fun of. And yeah. then when you get made fun of so freaking hard, they're going to be like, quiere llorar, quiere llorar, quiere llorar, which means they want to cry. They want to cry. <laughs> and then you're just there like, I don't want to cry. I've seen some, bu- I've seen my friends be bullied. I'm like, these are your family? Like, they are bullying you right now. <laughs> right before yes. my eyes. I know some 30-year-old people named Baby still just because, like, that's the name that they got for being a baby when they were younger. I'm like, this is just, this is torture. Like, I understand the frustration that a lot of you guys have. Exactly. That's why. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm going to be very honest with the people here. But that's why whenever people come at me and they talk shit to me, I'm like, bro, my family roasted me worse than that. I've been I grew up in, unfortunately, bully culture made me tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I understand it. But look, it helped you out in the long run. You probably thought when you're younger, like, man, my cousin is crazy. He, they just won't not leave me alone. But look, it was training for this. And now we're here. Exactly. Mike Parker sends in a super chat saying MJF taking down the kids at the ball was great, especially with the exaggerated reactions of the kids coming late. So don't know if, I, if it was covered yet. No, Mike, we are I so behind. Mind. We are so <laughs> behind. Um, Man, that was great. Agree with everything you said. Everbrand says Cole is manipulating everything. Kingdom strong, making MJF wrestle an extra match to wear him down, then turn and t- t- then turn the title for Cole and do you think that's what he's trying to do wear him down here yeah totally it's a great tactic to trick him because mjf brought it up in the promo where he's like you guys expect me to wrestle one time and then expect me to wrestle another time adam cole knows that he rarely wrestles matches in that he's gonna be exhausted it's aussie open they are crazy they're gonna take you guys to the limit he knows that that's gonna wear him down the one thing still looming in the background denise 
don't know what's on that contract. Don't know what he signed. Like MJ, uh, uh, Adam Cole might think he's getting one over on MJF with this tag team match, but MJF still has something up his sleeve. Did they already make that match official? By the way, the the buy-in match, the zero. They hour? haven't put out the graphic yet, but it's it could not official, be out official yet, moment. right? Yeah. Okay. So it's like all the sure. other matches that they talked about and announced immediately. They were like, "Here's the graphic for it." Okay. Okay. Well, I. Yeah, so I guess once that gets made official, official, but it's pretty much that's what's happening. The other thing that we didn't mention, by the way, because we talked about the Taylor Swift stuff, we talked about the video package, but the Mm -hmm. in-ring segment, um, part of this, there was a really hilarious line that I would be remiss if we didn't talk about was at one point, MJF thought that Adam Cole wanted to do like a promo off. And so he gets fired up and he's ready to shoot bullets and bullets did he shoot? He said... Adam Cole, you are so skinny and ghostly pale white that if this were the 80s, Hogan would have snorted you. <laughs> yeah, he went in on his friend, on his partner, the person that's supposed to be his friend. And yeah, Hogan got out. I was like, where are they? Because why this is like, this feels like pretty personal to what's going on. But I just, you know, it's a Hogan line that wrestling fans know what you're talking about and it's going to hit. It's going to hit very, very well. I freaking love that line because I'm like, where is he going with this? Where is MJF going with this? But I think it's so funny because he called uh, at one point he called Roderick Strong like a generic white guy or generic. Mm -hmm. What did he call him? He called him generic make a wrestler or something like Mm -hmm. that. He's called him multiple things. And then now he's saying the same thing to Adam Cole. So I kind of thought that was hilarious. And I'm like, okay, well, MJF's pulling out some good stuff here. Um, So this was all um, very, very fun. But I'm predicting, though, do you think that if they do the buy-in match at Mm -hmm. Adam Cole and MJF against Ozzy Open, are you expecting them to actually become Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions? See, this is what I don't know, Denise. I don't know what the outcome of that match is going to lead me to because – do you want the people in your main event losing a match before they go into the main event of the biggest show in the world? How much sense does that really make? But then I just hate the trope of these two guys win the championships and then they're going to fight over them. And then you got the tag team championships kind of just like playing the background to this dumb angle. So there's some parts, parts of this that I'm not super into and I don't really understand. So the outcome of that is so interesting to me because where do you go with it? Do you just go with some dumb DQ finish? That kind of sucks. I think if you get them, if you hit a really hard match, which I know with Ozzy Open, they are going to, it can work out with whatever finish they do, but it's going to be interesting to see how they book this thing. I think they're winning. There's got to be, because like you said, I'm sorry, no one's going to cheer for two guys who lost in the buy-in. they're in the main event for the world's biggest wrestling event ever there's no way you can't cheer for losers no you can't you can't it's it's hard to really look past that if we we started the night by these two guys not getting their hand raised what's going on here so and then then it's just i don't want it to be i also like the ring of honor fan in me doesn't want it to be like all right they just won these tag team championships that don't matter ozzy open just won those belts and they have been doing great with defending them on ring of honor tv so i also don't want them to just lose them for this dumb little angle i get it but i feel like what's worse sacrificing the ring of honor tag team titles or sacrificing the two guys in the main event of your biggest show you know 
Yeah. I think they're winning. Yeah, Jake they Salazar are. says, uh, four-way is lazy. Nah, stop all this crying. Tony is trying to put as much AEW talent on the card for Wembley. Probably a four-way for the TBS, too. You know, it's crazy when people say, like, oh, they're trying to put as much people in the card, too. Think about this. Tony's flying all... I mean, Tony's got the money. But Tony's yeah. flying all these people. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of thought put into who do we really need to fly out to London and who don't we yep. really need to fly out? Like they ain't going to be flying out, you know, all these extras or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody's going to be flew out with the purpose. Like you're going to be on this card or anything else kind of surrounding it, any kind of events we have attached to it. So it's going to be like, it's very important. I know the wrestlers are probably kind of feeling the same way, Denise of like, how do I get on this card? Or is there anything extra I could do to maybe help to get on this? It's, it's in, it's intense it's insane like we've never seen a show like this out of wwe so i don't damn, know damn shots fired reg tough, tough i mean it's not we have <laughs> uh, kw says mjf is being needlessly cruel to roddy in the name of being honest he's being <laughs> casually cruel casually yeah. cruel mm -hmm. uh deontay swainier by the way thank you so much for the wordplay to kw uh deontay swainier says mjf is mean but denise is fearless go off fam the, all like a majority of our super chats have been about the MJF Taylor Swift thing. Uh, mm -hmm. BJF sends in a super chat. I didn't write anything, but thank you so much for sending this in. Jake says, y'all ever seen that show Swarm on Amazon? That's basically about a Beyonce fan. Uh, I haven't seen it. I'm oh, so sorry. I haven't seen it either. I kind of heard about it now. And Jake also trying to, everyone's trying to cue me up here. Kanye made Taylor famous. Now I go off the grid to keep from being murked. Augie <laughs> uh, Doggy says, uh, Reg is describing Swarm on Amazon. Maybe I should check it out. Okay. Jake also says, Reg, let's start an adult trampoline park. Make it like a nightclub. Have dancers doing 450s and all that. I just feel like when you put the word adult in front of it, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, so everybody's going to be nude in the trampoline park. Did you hear that they're doing that in Las Vegas, by the way? They're doing a swingers golf place. Send me the link, Denise. <laughs> oh, I, don't <laughs> I don't need to know. I don't want any information, Reg. <laughs> Jared says Carly Rae Jepsen over Taylor Swift. Bro, she had like one hit. Calm down. Uh, thank you, Jared, for the super chat. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to sound cruel. Uh, KW says Denise's vows were just, yeah, I'm down to clown. Mm -hmm. I don't get that one. I don't know. Sorry, KW. I don't get that one. I'm down to clown. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Johnny says, I don't know. All out, uh, all out MJF versus Taylor Swift intergender match. Are you kidding me? You know how many views, how many views you guys would Tony and AEW would get for that? You think Logan Park's getting views? Logan Park, Logan Paul's getting views. Taylor Swift's blowing this thing out of the water. Richard Martinez says, can confirm as a Mexican that my biggest bully is my family, but also now my love language is roasting. Also, oh my God. Yeah. Same, same. Mm -hmm. I will roast anybody. And that's me being like, that's me showing affection right there. Yeah. It's a gift and a curse. Like it, it, it's, it's like, damn, it's bad. I might have some trauma in there, but also I can roast with the best of them. So <laughs> meet Norman says I used to teach and coach dodgeball was outlawed halfway through my first year. There were a few kids that would have caught one MJF style if allowed. <laughs> Meet Normus. Thank you so much for this super chat. We appreciate it and appreciate the story as well. Uh, Everbrand says, can cheer losers if strong screwed MJF Cole over? Wait, what? Can cheer no. So he's saying that over. strong could screw over MJF and Adam Cole. Oh, I would hate that. I don't want to see them get screwed before the main event. I'm sorry, but I need to see MJF and Adam Cole look and come out like winners 
out of that pre-show match uh, heading into the main event. I will take nothing less. Okay. I, I, I see. I understand why. Uh, Jake also says, we don't need Chris Jericho flown to London. Just do Will Ospreay versus Hangman instead. I doubt it, my friend. I doubt it. We're definitely going to get something along those lines. We're in full gear to get there, baby. Mike Parker sends in a very generous super chat saying people can say what they want about Tony, but I at least give him props for using real music. As an old school ECW fan, I popped huge for RVD coming out to walk. That little touch adds so much, giving credit where it's due. I completely agree. I think from the very beginning, Tony, because I was actually just watching one of his clips from, I think it was Full Gear. I don't know if it was Full Gear 2019. Yeah, you know what? It was Full Gear in 2019. He was talking about the importance of like trying to get music and licensing and how he works with that. And uh, he pretty much broke that down. And so he basically made it clear like this is something that, you know, is important for AEW. Yeah, and I think it's so important for wrestlers like RVD and especially ECW because if you know anything about the history of ECW, the music played such a huge role. Like Paul E., the very the opposite of what Tony Khan was doing is not playing for any of the music that he was having. And it played such an important role to the wrestlers, specifically RVD, who funny enough, this match was the shortest time that that song has ever paid, played for an RVD match. Cause usually he milks it for like three to five minutes. He'll walk around the ring, slap hands with every person in the match. You would hear like the whole song. Sometimes it would loop a couple of times. I thought that was really funny. So yeah, this is very important to, Everything kind of uh, centered around RVD. It was a great touch. I also think it makes AEW feel cool. If you got yes. cool music, mm-hmm. what connects people more than music? Yeah, totally. Literally. Especially something that is connected to some old memories like Mark, like Mike has here, like I have uh, connected to ECW. Uh, just hearing music like that, that you know, not CFO music or people like that. Like, it's just really cool. So let's talk about this match now that we're here with this very generous super chat from Mike Parker. Let's get into Rob Van Dam versus Jack Perry for the FTW title match. Anything goes, uh, false count anywhere. And last week, Reg, mm-hmm. you and I were kind of a little bit nervous for this match because we were like, oh, no, RVD is not necessarily sprinting down that ring, right? And right. let me tell you, the second RVD hit that freaking ring, man. It was like no time had passed. Uh, you know, obviously he's not like, you know, the way he was before, but th- that's to say that he was freaking great in this. I'm sorry. He was awesome in this. Yep. Uh, he was going out there playing the greatest hits. Of course, mm-hmm. we see Jack Perry get the eventual victory. That was pretty much what we expected. This seems to be like a one-off deal unless something has been announced since we've been on the show. I haven't seen anything, so I'm just going to go with this being a one-time thing. Um, you know, we see RVD hit his RVD has hit his rolling thunder you know all the good stuff man um and then finally we of course see jack perry you hit the low blow and that basically screws rvd and he gets the win and he retains that tw championship uh how'd you feel about all this this was really cool uh i expected that they were going to play the rvd strengths uh do a kind of rvd style matches back in ecw this is kind of the style match that he would work is that he would let his spots breathe. He would let all his moments breathe. But then he would use his athleticism and different roles and different things to kind of intersect all the things together. And Jungle Boy is such a, such a great wrestler that I knew that he was going to be a good partner for RVD. And he played the role of Jerry Lynn here, if you know about the history of RVD and Jerry Lynn. They did a lot of spots that they used to do. And Jungle Boy coming in with the uh, tribute to Jerry Lynn with the tights and them doing the spots, the table spots and all that, I thought was really, really cool. 
it showed RVD exactly how we remember RVD. If you remember RVD from 2001, from 2007, from 2010, whenever you remember him, this is exactly what he looked like. This is exactly how he wrestled. Got to be a hardcore match. Everything about this was just uh, nostalgic play, and I thought that Jack Perry played a really great role in this. Jack Perry, man. This is the best thing they've done with him so far since this whole new, uh, you know, version that we've been seeing of Jack Perry. This feels like the mm -hmm. first time where he didn't come across as like obnoxious. He just just right. out there being Jack Perry. And yeah, mm -hmm. he comes out and he's dragging the ballot. He's being disrespectful. And yeah, he wins in a heelish manner, all of that. But nothing else took anything away from this match. The match was great. The match was entertaining. But I yep. do want to go ahead and say, though, that there hasn't been a Jack Perry match that I've disliked. Like, all right. the work that he did with Christian, phenomenal. The mm -hmm. steel cage match with Luchasaurus, phenomenal. So that, you know, also want to bring that up. I know the promo yeah. work, maybe not so great, but everything else has not been too shabby whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So this was definitely a hit. I actually kind of want to see more of RVD in AEW. Really? You're interested in seeing RVD more than just this one-off? Maybe get some yeah. other wrestlers in there. Yeah, Denise, he really did it in there, like... Uh, people were nervous about what he could do, but he hasn't stopped kind of working, stopped being RVD. Uh, you still got a chance, offend me, because <laughs> there was a you still got a chance here, because you still got a chance are always people think if they don't see them that those people don't exist so like you still got it is saying like yeah i still got it because i never stopped doing it like rvd didn't stop being rvd because you didn't see him on wwe because you haven't seen him yeah he still got it because he's still been doing it all those years consistently the worst you still got a chant ever is when they did it for chris jericho at 2008 i think royal rumble and i was all you guys are saying this to chris fucking jericho of course he still got it he hasn't get, like what do you mean like what are you even talking about it just drives me crazy always hate that chant it's a bunch of chant bunch of chants that i hate they're getting worse but you know it, it's it's the times imagine going back and telling those people that were chanting that in 2008 that come 2023 jericho would still be very active Still going, still about to potentially have spoilers. I don't know anything going on. A uh, match with the best wrestler in the world. Like, come on, what are you saying? Um, since we're on the topic of RVD, before we continue on, uh, last week on the show, I mentioned the RVD story when I got in the ring with him, not to wrestle or anything, but to do the meet sure. and greet. Remember, I was looking for the picture. Oh, yeah, I yeah. found the picture. Here yes. it is. Yes. Here's the picture. <laughs> this is where I got yelled at by somebody at Impact Wrestling because I hopped in the ring. And turns out that this actually took place um, May, so May of 2012. So I don't know if this is the wow. show that you were talking about, Reg, but this is how geeky. Like, look at what I wrote. I wrote, had the time of my life last night at the TNA house show where I was chosen to go backstage and meet the wrestlers. And I got to go inside the ring and take a picture with the whole fucking show, Rob Van Dam. He didn't want to let go of me. That's a true story, by the way. That's a true story. He didn't necessarily want me to leave the ring either. I had forgotten about that. How, uh, how <laughs> old were you at the time, Denise? Do we have to get RBD out of here? I don't know. No, I was definitely of age here. Okay, I was definitely, okay. I was like, maybe nervous for my, a second there. I was I'm in like, my Ugh. early 20s. Yeah, okay, 2012. Okay. Hey, you never know. You never know. 2010, I was 18. So, 
2012, okay. I was like 20 probably. And and like my soon to be husband, because I've been dating him for centuries, was there too. He was the next person in line to take a picture with RVD. He would have beat up RVD. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, there's the picture uh, for everybody. Amazing. There. Yeah, that potentially could have been Bakersfield. I don't remember the exact date it was, but it looks like it in the background. And that was around that time. Yeah, so May of 2012. All right, mm -hmm. and let's go ahead and press on. We got a couple more super chats here. This one's from Mike T90K who says, Hey, Denise, are you down to clown? Any guess? <laughs> well, I don't get the down to clown thing. Any early guesses on what the main event of All Out is? Um, A really terrible guess would be MJF CM Punk. Yeah, is that I, a terrible guess? I don't think that's a terrible guess. I think that's what the main event is going to be. I think they've been setting it up on collision. I think that's the... The match that you could immediately get to after uh, All In and not need to build so much. It's in Chicago. It's CM Punk. They've been telling this story for a while since CM Punk returned. Um, just the story tells it. I think that's going to be the main event. And we got BJF at BJF here who says, do you think we could see Andy Samberg, Jake Peralta make an appearance in AEW after the Taylor Swift reference? As we all know, Andy Jake loves Taylor. I don't know. BJF. I have no idea. Generous. Yeah, I don't know. Possibly. I have no idea. But BJF, thank you so much for the super chat. I wish I had a better answer for you. Mm -hmm. uh, Amir F says, you know, TK would have brought bought the rights to use natural born killers. Rip New Jack. Totally. Probably couldn't play it on TV. So actually, I don't know. Uh, Yao sends in a super chat saying all this time. I thought John Moxley's group when they sold BBC, when they said BBC, I honestly thought it meant something else. Oh, Blackpool Combat Club. It's BCC. You put the other one that you thought it <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, oh, you accidentally got mixed up in there. <laughs> Threw me off completely. I was like, wait a minute. What? Those are not the initials that I know Those for are... Blackpool Combat Club. BCC. <laughs> Yow. Yow's out here stirring the pot. There's black and a pool and some combat, I guess, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> Thank you so much, Yao, for this generous super chat. All right, we got so much more to get into. I want to get into, um, I want to get into the women's stuff because we talked about it a lot earlier here today, but there's still so much more that I want to go ahead and get into, and I want to bring in the uh, here it is. Uh, the graphic for this, because these are the matches that were officially made. Uh, Hikaru Shida is officially in the Fatal 4-Way, clearly. Uh, she defeated Anna Jay here today in the main event. We're also going to be seeing Soraya versus Sky Blue take place on Rampage. Uh, we're going to be seeing the Bunny versus Britt Baker next week on Dynamite. And then, of course, Tony Storm already received the bye. Um, really quickly, is it very obvious, Reg, that Britt's winning, Soraya's winning, and we're going to get Hikaru Shida versus the Outcast and possibly Soraya winning the title. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't write it any more clear here, Denise, like with the people that are in this match, with the position that they're in, that it's going to be that. I think some people maybe even I've seen in our chat throughout the few weeks of people kind of predicting exactly who's going to be in this match, in this four way, predicting that it was going to be a four way match and who was going to be in the match. Uh for a while, I guess people thought Jamie Hayter was maybe going to be involved, but these are the people that they thought was going to happen. So it's even less surprising for a lot of people because this has been predicted. But you guys, they're going to get to the match and they're going to have a great match given time. So I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's going to be are a good moment for Sheeta. 
Are you cool for if Soraya wins the match or Britt Baker? Or are no. you hoping to see Sheeta retain? Yes, please let Sheeta retain. Soraya's big moment is being at the match, getting the pop coming out there, but she doesn't need to be winning this match. And Britt Baker also doesn't need to be winning this match. Let Sheeta go in there, have the big performance, get the big win, and really take off as this uh, women's champion. I agree. I want to see Sheeta retain. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like, I just, I want, I think the, I do know why. I do know why. And the reason for that is we've been talking about how messy the whole situation has been with them mm-hmm. bouncing the titles back and forth, nothing yeah. really taking off. I really feel like they need to build a dominant champion. Yeah. And right now, with Sheeta being the champ, she's got, you know, an, she her first title defense in a main event. She won the title in the main event. I feel like these are the baby steps, the first couple of steps heading into what could be a dominant reign. And I think that's what we need to start getting a little bit more of a leg up for the women's division in AEW. So personally, I want to see Sheeta win this somehow, some way. I know the odds are stacked against her, but that would make it even an even better story. Yeah, uh, Denise, off of this uh, announced um, tournament, would there be anybody that you thought maybe, because I earlier mentioned Willow and uh, Athena, were there anybody else you think that it maybe could have taken the place of Sky Blue or Brit or anybody there that maybe you think would have made the tournament a little bit less predictable? Oh, for sure. They could have definitely done that. You already mentioned Willow and Athena. I feel like those are probably the two best names. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that I would have legitimately bought in that spot. Mm-hmm. We already mentioned Jamie Hayter. She's hurt. Um, I don't know the, who else I would say to be in that spot that I would mm-hmm. actually buy. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anyone else that I'm not thinking about right now that I would legitimately think had a chance at winning the championship. Right. Someone says Riho. Mm. Rio, Ruby Soho, maybe. Oh, yeah. Ruby Soho. There's another one. But yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm more so rooting for it. I know that. See, like part of me makes part of me feels like they if they do a title change, it's only going to be to have that big moment. moment, Right. And then Mm -hmm. afterwards, it's like, okay, well, where do we go from here? And I think for me, it would be a bigger moment to see the champion retain. Yeah. Especially, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that's the that's the only reason to kind of do it is just to have the big moment standing in the front of the crowd. But yeah, there's got to have there's got to be something like that throughout the show. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in the rest of the show and who else is going to leave with their championship. But this will be one of the moments I think having the champion retain would work well for the match. And some people are mentioning Serena Deep, but we haven't seen her. I don't know what the situation is with Serena Deep, so I can't say Serena Deep because she's not on TV. Uh, Thunder right. Rosa, you know, still hasn't came back yet, mm. so that would not be a feasible, you know, in terms of it wouldn't be a good option for me to say, oh, that's going to happen. Why? Because we yeah. haven't seen her. We haven't Mm-mm. seen her. If we if she was already on TV, then hell yeah, put Thunder Rosa in that match. But um, and then some people mentioned Statlander. Uh, she's already a champion. Um, so it would kind of feel like, I don't see why not, why they wouldn't be able to put her, even though she's already a champ, but, but still like, guys, I feel like there's only so many options there. Honestly. Yeah. 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 I think this, this is probably going to work out for the time that they're going to use to get to the show. And this is a super chat from Arza who says the women's division desperately needs mid carters who can pull off a credible main event, but can also take a loss without talk, taking too much damage. Those people help help keep a card cohesive. And I do agree with the statement from Arza 288. Mm -hmm. We need people guys. We need people to help build up these challengers. Um, It almost feels like we're stuck between 
this person is either a champion or nothing. And then this person is nowhere near ready to be a champion. Exactly. There's no in between. That's a, that's always the thing. There has to be some like mid card stories told here. There has to be some other things going on. So there isn't moments like this where we're just like, well, who has been the only ones to be here? Well, Sky Blue's on every show. We have to have Britt Baker here. We have to have these people here. So I understand. Arza288, thank you so much for the super chat. We got another one here from Orion Ben who says, Denise, design a Taylor Swift AEW shirt go. I think you're overselling my design skills. I can't really design anything. I'm not gifted in the arts. That's the one aspect you're not ki- killing them in, Denise? No, I can't, mm. man. You People can run circles around me with that, man. Yeah. Orion Ben, thank you so much for the super chat, though. I appreciate it. All right, so we need to get into some other items that occurred here on the show. Um, the Hardy Boys versus the... The Young Bucks, uh, we see the Young Bucks pick up a victory here. They shake hands afterwards. And then after this, we see FTR come out, confront the Young Bucks. We have a pretty funny line from Taz where he says, you know, these guys respect each other. But let's be honest, they also have bad blood. For those of you who know, I laughed because I'm like, Taz, everybody everyone knows. knows. Yeah, everyone knows. Um, and it's made official. We're getting FTR, Young Bucks, for third time, uh, and this time at All In. Uh, what'd you make of the Hardys versus the Young Bucks, and are you excited for this uh, third match between FTR and the Bucks? Well, 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 we start the show with the greatest tag team in the history of professional wrestling, Matt and Nick Jackson out at Rancho Cucamonga, the Young Bucks. Denise, for weeks, people have been talking about the Hardy boys and Jeff Hardy, and maybe he shouldn't be in the ring. Very recently, some people are saying, oh, maybe Jeff Hardy should call it in. Maybe he should do it here. You watched this match. Did you think that? Did you think that Jeff Hardy shouldn't be in this match? No, I didn't think that. Exactly, because he's in there with the greatest tag team of all time who could take any tag team there is to the promised land. That's exactly what happened here, Denise. I don't think people were expecting to see this great match happen here because it's the Hardy Boys. They might be a little bit past their prime. The Young Bucks haven't been in the tag team division for a while, but aha, you forgot who the guys were. Here we go here, a great match to start it out. Young Bucks are in rare form hitting exactly like they should be showing you exactly why they should always be in the tag team division. I like what they do in the trios division. I like the hung bucks thing. I like the thing with Kenny. I think they told great stories, but we need to be having them in the tag team division. Those tag team championships need to be brought back to exactly where they were and having a match like this, 80,000 people, Wembley stadium, FTR versus the young bucks. Is just the best way to do it. You know what I also thought was interesting, Denise, is that they did these two matches back to back. The Hardy Boys and the Young Bucks. And then immediately after is Jack Perry and RVD. We see people, RVD and the Hardy Boys, who in 2001 were my favorite tag team and my favorite wrestlers, favorite singles wrestler. And now they're both here having really fun matches back to back to start Dynamite. I thought it was like a good thing to just like, For the old guys, man, give it up for the old guys. You thought they were washed, and here they are with younger versions of of people, that either them or people they've been in the ring with. So I I loved it. I love the beginning of this. It just touched at my 1990s and early 2000s heartstrings for sure. And I think the people definitely felt it too because the crowd was really interested in this. They were feeling it. They were vibing. It was a good time. I'm excited to see FTR versus the Bucks at All In. I'm glad this match was made. I'm glad that 
whatever it is that needed to be done was done and that these two teams are wrestling each other at this big pay-per-view. Uh, Yao yep. sends in a super chat saying, oh, BTW, Denise, you was right about Sean. It's really decent human funny being. Um, Yao went and checked out our Raw post show after oh, uh, hopping onto one of my shows here. So Yao, thank you so mm-hmm. much for the super chat. Uh, Grandma Daisy sends in a super chat saying, evil doink demolition with Crush 2024 Hall of Fame. Uh, Grandma Daisy likes to come on here and put up, um, you know, manifest some Hall of Fame entries. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, all right. So let's get into uh, another tag team match that we got here um, on the night. Um, we're trios, really. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm blanking here. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club mm-hmm. versus the Lucha Brothers uh, tag team match. I don't know why I'm adding an extra person. Um mm-hmm. This was another fun match, too. One of my favorite parts in this was really the interactions that we got with John Moxley and Penta when they were just doing like the back and forth chop pest, really good stuff there Um, for the for the actual victory. We see Moxley roll up Penta. He gets the win there. How did you feel about what you saw here? Were you digging it? Yeah, loving it. Tag team wrestling was very strong on this entire episode. Uh, Seeing the Lucha Bros together, because they have so many moments of maybe one person's injured, this person's injured, they're not involved in there. Just like the Young Bucks. I want to see the best tag teams as tag teams. I like the trio stuff. I like everything that they're doing. But when we see the two brothers being brothers in there, it's magic. And this was magic right here. Claudio and Moxley. Moxley was bleeding, of course. Just a regular tag match. No weapons, no anything. But, of course, he's randomly bleeding in the match. Phoenix and Penta are just incredibly awesome. I loved how they, for the finish of the match, they pulled off Penta's mask. It was a lucha finish and uh, a lot of really dope stuff. Blackpool Combat Club just kind of coming out and dominating everything that they're in, uh, putting their stamp and just being violent, I think is being really cool. Uh, interested to see what they do with them at Wembley. Pack being out, as we've heard announced very recently is so unfortunate. It's like the worst thing to come out of this. Like he just came back too, which sucks so bad. Like we were all excited already about getting to see Pac back. And then unfortunately mm. this happened. Oh man, it's a, it's been, there's mm. been a lot of bummers with injuries, you know, uh, yeah. obviously, you know, you think about the biggest, one of the biggest bummers that I think about is like the Big E stuff and some of the recent <laughs> stuff that's come out where it, it's almost like they're trying to tell us without flat out telling us that they don't think Big E's coming back. And that's yeah. kind of what I picked up from, you know, little quotes mm-hmm. here and there. From him and, himself. Yeah, ex- from him himself, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that's been unfortunate. And then, you know, we still haven't heard or seen or heard anything from Kyle O'Reilly. Um, then there's, uh, uh, you know, Sonia Deville just tore her ACL. That was unfortunate yeah. for the tag team titles. I mean, there's just so many like Roman. They bummer. said Roman potentially Roman. has an injury. Mercedes, we still don't know the exact extent of her injury. There you it's go. Like, yo, come on. Like there's so many right now where I'm like, fudge, like this sucks. Like any injury is obviously sucky and bad, but it's like, I feel like there's just so much going on right now with all of that, that it really does suck a whole lot. Um, Mm -hmm. And there was something else I was going to ask you about this. And now I'm completely blanking, but let's go ahead and press on from this then. And let's go ahead and get into the mogul embassy stuff. Uh, This all led to another match that's being added to all in. So we got four matches now. Um, officially announced for all in. We'll go through them again at the end, but uh, we're gonna get Darby and Sting versus Swerve and AR Fox is on this card. I can't believe it. I'm so 
freaking stoked for him. Holy shit. And this is going to be, I believe they said it's going to be a casket match. Yup, it's going to be a, a coffin match, excuse me. And I'm like, what? We're going to get a tag team coffin match here at All In. This is freaking dope. Um, We had the confrontation clearly with Darby coming out and selling AR Fox. You know what? I'm going to credit you for saving my life, but clearly you're hanging around some new friends now. But you know what? I got some friends of my own. And that's when we see Sting come out and basically have his back. And then, you know, it points to the All In sign. And then later on, the match is officially made official. And uh, the stipulation is announced. This was a match that I was not expecting in terms of Mm -mm. just, I wasn't expecting this match. And with the stipulation, hell yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, this is pretty special, this match here. Um, I think that uh, for Swerve, uh, this is a big match. One, because the story that they're telling here is real. There's so many real elements that are in these angles with uh, Darby Allen live with AR Fox, uh, AR Fox uh, having demons and having issues getting into the company, but then getting there by himself. Darby trying to help him, everybody trying to help each other, Swerve being a part of all this. Um, Nick Wayne, there's so many elements. So them being in the match together is huge. But then on top of that, you get the legendary figure Sting and Denise Sting in UK in front of 80,000 people is like gonna be different. Like these people are gonna be going crazy for Sting. So anything Sting's gonna have a big spot. You just know he's gonna do something. It's gonna be giant, it's gonna be huge. These people are craving, like there's some uh there's some figures in professional wrestling that kind of exceed their their global entities and sting is a global entity so being a part of a match with sting is amazing and ar fox if you know the story of ar fox uh one of the best trainers coaches austin theory like there's a million wrestlers that he's had a hand in playing and and being with so for him to be able to get this spot too him and air him and swerve standing side by side while darby allen and sting are across the ring from them in front of eighty thousand people is amazing worth it for everybody it's a coffin match it's going to be some plunder sting's going to jump off something big of course somewhere this is awesome i love it so much you know when they say if you work hard dreams do come true that's what i feel is a perfect example of what's going down with ar fox right now like yeah, yeah it took him a lot longer than some other guys but damn he's been proving himself every week anytime he's in a match and it's clear it's clear that tony and everybody else and whoever else is you know out there you know deciding these things they saw that they saw mm-hmm. that and in the you know he's being rewarded now and so that's really cool to see man i'm so happy for him um but that was pretty much everything that happened on today's episode of dynamite i want to run through once again the all-in matches um that are uh, officially official and the uh, first one we already spoke about was mjf and adam cole clearly we already know this one uh the one that was uh also added is uh, the young bucks and ftr three and then we just mentioned right now darby and sting versus swerve and ar fox and then of of course, the women's match that is going to be the fatal four-way. Uh, so that's pretty much everything there. Uh, before we close out the show, though, I want to thank you guys so much for a couple of things because last week was our most super chatted show of all time. Uh, I think we hit like what was it, 67 or something? Mm-hmm. Well, you won't believe this, but today's show literally came very close at 62. And I can't even say how thankful I am to everybody because um, cool. <laughs> without your guys' support, one, we're not here. And two, mm-hmm. like 
you guys know how all this works. Like this yeah. channel is funded by me entirely. Mm -hmm. And being able to have Reg here and being able to put this kind of show together is really made possible by you guys. If not, YouTube pays pennies for ad revenues. It's a joke unless you're getting like a million views, right? Yeah. So seriously, guys, your support, just even coming onto the show, um, giving that like button, hitting that like button, even if you're only here for 10 seconds, we still appreciate you, man. And on top of that, last week, uh, the, the my overall, all of my podcasts that go out throughout the week uh, broke into the top 40 on hey. Apple Podcast in the United States. That's crazy. Um, you know how many podcasts there are, Denise? Yes. Yes. So I'm trying to get that podcast back up there. It fluctuates every single week. But mm -hmm. um, guys, if you haven't already, if you can't always watch on video, if you're also an audio listener, please uh, add us on Spotify, add us on uh, Apple. I'm actually going to go ahead and post these really quick just so you can see. Uh, just search up Instinct Culture by Denise Salcedo. Uh, please, if you guys can add us, leave a review. If you enjoyed the show, it takes like a second. You don't even have to write anything. Just leave a rating if you want to write something even better but it really does help us out a whole lot for other people to find the show uh so thank you in advance to everybody that did that because there were some really good ones they saw some nice things about you too reg there were some good ones in there um we got another super chat here from mike t90k who says here's one more 63 yes that's really dope y'all are so cool man. <laughs> thank you so much um okay uh reg please um uh, plug in whatever you want to plug in for um just letting people know where they can support you and whatnot uh you can see me every saturday philip Lindsay, righteous reg grapsity podcast every saturday morning talking the weekend wrestling tomorrow we have ask grapsity uh tomorrow night and friday night i'm gonna be out at Sa south san francisco west coast pro wrestling if you are in the area or if you have IWTV, watch it. It's going to be a great show. West Coast Cup. Uh, Mike Bailey's going to be out there. Brian Keith, Kevin Knight, uh, Titus Alexander, Vinny Massaro, Starboy Charlie. Sick lineup. A lot of great wrestling out there. Um, it's going to be dope. Um, every Wednesday, I'm on with Mike from Indeed. Every Wednesday, I'm here with Denise having the best time with you guys. Thanks for enjoying the new theme song. It's very fun to work with. I wanted to have a very fun vibe, something that you know what you're going to get coming into the show. You know that the California Connection is going to be how we are. So I appreciate you guys. You guys are really dope. Uh, we got a couple more super chats here. Uh, this one was from Arza288, who says Claudio has stolen Matt, Matt Jackson's vest and Penta's mask the last few weeks. We need him to come out wearing all these things like a creative wrestler. Very recently, and I'm loving it. I love the character change. It adds so much to his wrestling. Uh, Nick Blue says, I'm trying to break the record. Y'all are the best. And you send Reg. Um, <laughs> Uh, we're one away actually from breaking the record. We're at yeah, 66. Funny. Well, breaking the record would be 68, right? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, guys, can't do math. Uh, M. Durrett says, Denise and Denise, you and Reg are cinema. Uh, do we count as cinema, Reg? Can we get the cinema I blessing? Yes, I guess. Mercy yes. 90k says best show ever i appreciate that man a whole mm -hmm. lot to everybody who has been very uh generous to us all i'm actually just going through all of these super chats if i ever miss anyone's super chat uh please just message me because sometimes uh that does happen so i'm just kind of uh going through all of them right now and making sure that i read everybody's because it happens sometimes guys um if i ever do 
don't worry, just at me and I will make sure to uh, read everybody's super chats. Also, um, as for me, just make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. I have a pretty big interview that is coming um, on Friday. At some point, there's going to be a big interview posted and I cannot wait. I'm really excited for this interview. So keep an eye out for it. Uh, it'll be happening uh, pretty damn soon. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you to everybody. Uh, I'm afraid that I'm going to log off and someone's going to break the record. <laughs> I'm afraid that it's, I'm going to log off. You guys are cool. We're good. <laughs> because what happens, what happens is that, you know, we're ahead and mm -hmm. the, the, the chat is behind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happens is sometimes when I press end broadcast, I'll be pressing the end broadcast and then all of a sudden one will come out and I'm like, God damn it, I didn't get to read it on the podcast. And then I got to put a whole out apology. Uh, and it's just a lot. But I think we're good. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. We will be back here next Wednesday for some more pro wrestling conversation. Goodbye, everyone.